Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the center stage. I'm here today with a new duo. We got Beatrice and her main man, her main squeeze, the boss man, the coach, Joe Binley. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hey, yeah, we, we switched out a, a five foot one blonde for a, a six foot one blonde. So <laughs> there we go. A little little change, change in the pace, pace this week. Right. The voice is a bit different, so it is. Mm -hmm. Just a bit. <laughs> so what are you guys up to? I know you're in Texas. You're getting ready for uh, Battle of Texas this weekend. Just catch us up a little bit. Tell us what's been going on. How's it been traveling and hotel slash, you know, uh, on the road living? Oh, yeah. It's been such a journey, I think. It, even more now that we we came, since we came to, to Texas, uh, we already uh, drove, I don't know, like six hours, six plus six like 12 hours mm -hmm. yeah 12 hours in like three days or four <laughs> because we went we went to to train with um with angelica in austin mm -hmm. so it's been like a, a prepping and always on the road which uh, makes everything more interesting in my opinion always stopping to get some different coffee and get some souvenirs from you know all the places yeah. uh, where we can stop and creating memories uh, so it's been awesome, I think. What's your opinion on it? Yeah, it's been like a, a, a prep tour <laughs> holiday, um, <laughs> a, a mixture of everything, to be honest. It's Bea's first time actually exploring the States. Obviously, she's been over through the Olympia and the Arnold, but she's never really seen any part of the States. Right. So trying to get her to see a few different places and then obviously meet some of the people nearest and dearest to me, which I, I, I call the uh, my family, my American and family we had thanksgiving at joanne's and we're still at joanne's now in texas um so just doing a lot of with the personal stuff but obviously there's there's a bodybuilding show and a small matter of the olympia at the end of it um which has been so really unique and it could have gone <clears throat> one of two ways um given our circumstances um coming out of a eight month separation through covid i'm um, not seeing each other for that long and spending our first real prolonged period of time together um in obviously it's a it, <laughs> and it's in prep yeah, yeah i mean it's a test for anyone's relationship when you actually start living together because you know we didn't actually have chance to do the full like the dating and the, the physical dating it's all been we met up in the arnold and we just got to know each other like online and mm -hmm. you know talking and then pretty much just landing here and into a, a full-on living together arrangement and then prepping and yeah very, very unique situation but one that's only been only provided positive positives for me and some really great memories already good oh yeah 100 percent. so you guys are getting mm -hmm. along well like thing no there's no uh you know no no wrinkles in the sheets nothing like that like everything seems to be going pretty good despite prep and all that good stuff well he doesn't allow me to pack anything after buying on uh, in the, the at the supermarket besides that i think <laughs> everything is okay yeah i've got like ocd <laughs> with with bagging like if anyone's ever around me and they try touching something in the supermarket in, at the bagging department even the staff aren't allowed to bag that's, so, cool. so that's one i don't, remember, I don't recall you using bags like the last time i was at a grocery store with you we just threw everything in the back of the car <laughs> yeah i mean that's that was when i was on my sugar-free jello kick and i yeah, think yeah. buying like 172 jellos or something yeah. at a time yep <laughs> just might have been warm out but no there's not been honestly you're like hand on heart i mean because people who were maybe follow beer and see us on social media were laughing and joking it's it's literally been like that since she landed cool um there's been i mean you i wouldn't even call it a prep i mean I, oh, I've done so I've done some hard preps myself and you know I've worked with some athletes who have had to go through some hard preps but I mean this has just been seamless it's almost we've had to remind ourselves this week that sh 
shit, you know, there's, there's, there's a show and we're competing this weekend. Oh, yeah, we were coming back and I was like, oh, we are like three days out wow. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. yeah, we can't even remember that we have a show because it's been so, so relaxed. And even the food choices, the cardio, I've been doing like 22, 30 minutes of lists in the morning, which is nothing, pretty much nothing, especially comparing to what I was, I, I was used to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, my maximum was like two hours and forty-five minutes in a day of yeah. lists. So yeah. it's kind of <laughs> it's super different for me. And even food choices, like last week, yeah, no, it was this week. Uh, we ordered Chinese as well, like PF Chang's. Nice. Um. And I, I was able to eat. Of course, I need Joe selects selects stuff for me, and right. everything is calculated and everything. We we don't we always know what we are doing, like in terms of nutrition and all that stuff. It's never like okay, no, we are going to have a cheat meal and you eat whatever you want. Even during uh, Thanksgiving, it was all calculated. Like it was all controlled, I would say. And I tried everything. I tried all the pies. I, I tried everything that was on the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's been everything super chilled even the training I, I trained sometimes with um with Joe so we, we have been experiencing like the entire thing um as a couple and as prepping together and it's honestly it's been j- just a lifestyle it, it's not even a prep to be honest because it, in the off season I'll, I'll keep doing the same thing like the 20 minutes of cardio because I know some people that are in off season right now and they do more cardio than me Right. Uh, that I see on Instagram so uh, it's so sustainable that this is not even like prepping it's just a lifestyle and and honestly that's the the way that I I want things to be in off season as well um so yeah I'm well, really looking forward like to, to the shows and right, no it, it doesn't really look like right? no of course I mean the thing is this has all been set up and it's the way that I've always coached um, right. you know it's the the, the same happens now that Bia's living with me over here, that this happened when she was in Portugal. It's a check-in every morning. It's a pic- It's pictures. Uh, like obviously, I've been checking in in person, but we'll still take pictures, you know, because we want those markers and just to see. But I, I knew her body inside out when I wasn't even coaching her because I could just spot the patterns from what she was doing with her old coach and our old coaches because she had yeah. two that transitioned. And it, it's just that it's been set up. So, I mean, I, I can make the calls on the fly, you know, if or when, or I can build in the windows. That's what I like to teach the athletes. Like when I work with them, it's like you can build windows of opportunity to get the body to have a positive metabolic response if you know you've got a given date or an, an engagement that you, you need. That's important. This sport is only sustainable if you can have some enjoyment with your family or your loved ones throughout throughout the year and i see people not able to do that or to punish themselves or they're scared you can tailor nutrition for those windows of opportunity like we did with thanksgiving you know so Mm -hmm. it's i knew by just running beer flat for two or three days and i say flat like just lowering carbohydrates or dietary fats and proteins were still there and those always rotate. So for anyone who like follows her and they're wondering about, well, what's a fat load and why does she fat load? None of the macronutrients would be a stay constant. Like her proteins will go up and down on certain days and her carbohydrates obviously fluctuate and her dietary fats do and the food choices change. And that kind of makes everything set up for something that is sustainable because you get to try different foods throughout the week. I know her favorites. And if her favorite food choices don't negatively affect her physique i give her a favorite food choices right it's not rocket science you know i mean if she Mm -hmm. she loves oats and she actually gets on really well with oats but if oats were causing some form of inflammation then she wouldn't get oats right you know but i mean it's getting to know your client or in my case (laughs) it's not just a client but you know it's it's how do you make something sustainable for them and there's going to be periods where you're going to have to drop the hammer and you're going to have to push hard for four to eight weeks, potentially, really you know, really but we, we kind of got that out of the way before the Alicante show. And we carried on after Alicante um, for a couple of weeks, which kind of set beer up metabolically to have this run into a prep. Um, and a lot of girls or athletes in general 
always look strung out and tired uh, when they step on stage. And it's because they don't build in the opportunity to relax for the final couple of weeks going into a peak or into like the tail end of a prep because they're always chasing, chasing, chasing fat loss. Whereas after Alicante, Bia's luck was, I'm going to say it's 75, 80%. Right. She had two bodies essentially. Her upper body started to was leaning out to a, an acceptable degree, but her her lower body was way behind. So we agreed that we can just okay. I'm going to give you a time with your family. You can have your meal with your family, but then we're back on it, and we're going to push hard for two to three weeks because. And she actually got smaller, and I know that people were making comments, um, especially in Portugal, seeing as like oh she's losing size and it's like no we intentionally ran her flat and accelerated fat loss and kept her in a slightly depleted state because i knew if we did that and at the same time managed to manipulate her training volume pulling that down in volume and doing relying a little bit more on the steady state cardio and the low carbohydrate environment we increase fat oxidation that once I started feeding her, we could start ramping up the training volume again. She would fill out volumize and start growing into the show. And I think that's what's blown everyone's mind following her this last four to six weeks. And especially since she landed in California was she's just got fuller and harder. And right. that's just down to programming metabolism and pulling the strings with not just food, but with training volume and cardio. Absolutely. One of the, how, how big of a, of an effect do you think overall on this prep so far that like her gut health overall has, has uh, affected her prep? Cause I know one of the things that we've talked about a lot, you know, me and you and the, and the guys on all business bodybuilding, just to plug the other show, they, uh, we talk a lot about inflammatory foods and things like that. Like you did mention the oats, you know, she, if the oats were to cause her some inflammation, you would pull them out. How big of a difference do you think that your knowledge and your ability with like her overall gut health has made how much of an impact do you think that's made in this prep versus previous preps? I think if you just look at the pictures of me and Bia working together after three weeks of what she looked like previously, you'll see how small her waist came in mm-hmm. and that's down to manage it. And that's honestly, a little, it's, I don't want to talk badly about her previous coach because he did a lot of good things for her and got her to a position, but it's a lot of ignorance when it comes to mediating a physique with the selection of supplements, the selection of foods and allowing an athlete to be chronically inflamed. Right. Cause beer actually now doesn't retain any water. And previously she'd always have issues with fluid retention. That's down to too much training, not enough rest, wrong food selections and just creating an environment where the body wants to fight everything. And the key to getting the body to look how you want is to work with it. And some people have an adaptive metabolism where you can drop calories or you can change a stimulus for three or four days and the body will get really smart, really quick and adapt. So you always need to be pulling the strings and changing that stimulus or changing the fuel source or the, the food sources or the calorific intake. Not that we measure calories, but I do it with food choices. You know, and then you keep the body moving forward and, and be as pretty adaptive. Her body catches on pretty quick. So that's why you'll see like the people who are following her and always asking her about her food choices. That's why she'll rotate through food sequences so frequently is because she can't have the same diet for three, four, five weeks and continue to progress. She'll, her body gets, is very smart. It'll, it'll catch on quick and then, She'll start to hold water and get inflamed. And she's been taught how to train, which I actually believe is a, a good thing and a bad thing, but she has a lot of positives. Like a bodybuilder, she right. works her ass off and her attitude is she's going to do more work, which is great in one sense, but it's dangerous in another unless someone's there to pump the brakes. Right. And I think that's what we saw previously with her. Um, she would be very inflamed. Her gut would be a little bit distended, but she would be holding a ton of fluid um, just in general, and that also obviously ruins her lines because genetically speaking, she's got a great structure, wide shoulders, and a tiny waist. But you 
have high levels of inflammation and all of those lines disappear and then you end up chasing volume and size for the shoulders to compensate for a larger waist and the biggest thing for me looking at her objectively taking all personal feelings aside and just looking at her as an athlete it's like I, I always assess like what are the main strengths and keeping Bia's waist as tiny as possible will just accentuate the natural God-given assets that she has, which are the wide cl clavicles, the cap shoulders, really wide lats, and, right. you know, her, her leg structure is great as well. Just a great flow to the physique. She'll beat people with flow. It's not a case of chasing muscle at this point. That will come, and the maturity will come with training years. Very cool, very cool. So, B, let's uh, – where are you, obviously, aside from sniffing cucumbers, um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you – been a long time. Doing... How are you feeling about your food choices right now? Because I know, you know, one of the things that we had spoken about in the past was being kind of stuck in a diet of having like the same things over and over again in the past. And I mean, just looking at your stories and looking at what you guys are doing now, obviously, like Joe said, you know, your menu is changing rapidly. How do you feel? Like, I mean, how, how does that, how does that feel for you? Do you feel, are you obviously like based on the story that he posted earlier today, you're you don't even really feel like you're in prep, but talk us through that. Like, tell us how you really feel as an athlete versus how you felt in previous preps with other coaches. Well, honestly, I think that the only thing that I can say is that I feel really great, That's <laughs> especially good. because before I thought and because others taught me that, um, I, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> uh, this. Uh, the exact word that I should use but they taught me that um, I shouldn't use or mix for example uh, protein sources different protein sources right. in the same meal and all that stuff so it, let's imagine if I had I don't know like 150 of chicken and I only have a hundred at home I should replace the entire thing for uh, the same amount of protein but as egg white so I couldn't I couldn't use both of them just a rest that I needed uh, in egg whites, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, uh, this is an example, but it's kind of relieving, relieving for me, um, especially because my cravings, I don't feel it. Normally I don't feel cravings and I didn't before as well, but it was more of a mental thing, um, I guess, just because I was so focused on competing and nothing else was around me just the competition and just the prep and just getting my cardio done and waking up and doing everything that I needed to do in order to um, to do like every single thing regarding prep. So I, I didn't, I would say that I didn't really have a life outside of it. Of course, I had the, the college and the school where when um, I was in high school, but it was such a small fraction of my life. Uh, so I was so, so, so focused on prepping and on on the competition that was that was coming uh that I didn't really feel uh cravings but now I I enjoy life and at the same time I, I don't feel anything towards food and I I feel uh, as well that I am learning how to look at food and see it as fuel and not just as uh like an emotional thing you know what? I'm using more I'm using food as as my fuel and as my the things that I need to to eat in order to achieve my goals. But at the same time, I satisfy what I like my 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 cravings. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so just having different food sources helped me um, having like that variety that everyone needs because you can't eat. Uh, chicken seven times a day for like five or ten years and not be right. sick of it for a day you know well that's the um, biggest so, complaint that mm -hmm. most competitors like talk about like obviously people complain about being hungry but most competitors complain about repetition about eating the same thing over and over again you know you go back yeah. to like classic bodybuilders and how they would talk about you know chicken rice and vegetables chicken rice and vegetables i mean over and over again or tilapia you know so having yeah i mean i don't mind eating right. chicken and vegetables and fish and vegetables I, I don't mind if it's what it takes and if joe told me to tells me tomorrow to eat that just because i really need it but you're okay happy like just... it's yeah but it's uh if you it's prep and it's it's not but it's not supposed to suffer 
I would say like it, it's normally for pretty much everyone. Uh, of course, you have to exclude some people, but for everyone, it's like a, a hobby. So if you are not enjoying it or if it's like a cage for you, why are you doing it? You know, if you are suffering during your cardio sessions or if you don't like what you eat or you don't look forward to waking up in the next morning and eating your meal plan, your first uh, meal on the plan, like, why are you doing it? Right. You know, what? if you are not happy, why are you doing it? So this variety just allows me to, you know, have a, a different perspective um, in terms of like craving food, as I said before. Um, and it's, it's like, I would say it's like freedom because you, you always have uh, that feeling of I, I'm having different stuff now or I'm having different sources here or there right. or different proteins here and there and I get to taste every single thing in one meal and I always look forward to having my next meal because I like every single meal that I have. I don't have right. a, right. a least favorite one. Yeah, yeah so it, it's just great and it's um it's another type of freedom I would say comparing to what I was doing before. Yeah. And just on the to touch on the actual food, like yeah. thing things are things are great when they're working, but eventually they're gonna stop working. If you're doing the same thing day out, day in, day out, the same food sources, your body will adjust to that. You're gonna downregulate the variety of the enzyme production. Your body's not gonna handle other foods when you put in, which sets you up for a, a, a catastrophe per sure. And a, a bunch of GI distress and gut issues, potentially. Um, I don't know any bodybuilders who have been bodybuilders for 10 years who have not had gut issues. Like, it just doesn't happen now. Everyone suffers with it. And it's generally for a lack of rotation of, of right, foods. Right. I mean, you, the body will adjust and the microbiome. Like, the microbiome gets talked about a lot. The microbiome adjusts very quickly. Like, so you put something else in, your, your gut flora is going to change pretty much a few hours later because it's got different bacteria which are required but the longer you go without putting in a variety of food then you're going to get um a com a little bit of dysbiosis in your gut and an unbalanced um gut flora as well so you always want to be putting in a little bit of variety or rotating your foods just so you know your body can always have the ability to digest and handle different foods and specifically with the bikini class a lot of girls roll shows most of the year so they're stuck to the same foods most of the year so you really need to like build it into your prep to make it sustainable and not set you up for failure per show or even in a prep things will stop working you'll start getting inflamed you'll be like well this worked last year this worked for the last show this worked the body changes i've already talked about ad adaptation and the body becoming smart the body will not want to be lean it doesn't want to walk around at a, oh absolutely yeah a, a, a chronically low body fat mm -hmm. continuously all year round so it's going to find ways of throwing obstacles up to to combat that mm -hmm. down regulation of hormones and metabolism in general <clears throat> rejecting foods i mean it they're all defense mechanisms that the body's going to put forth to try and you know keep you in a, in a healthy state so that's where diet breaks come in food rotations come in programming nutrition like cycles of food like different cycles of food different phases of dieting these all need to be brought into play and this is where it kind of frustrates me and the only reason i kind of stepped in to help via was because she was in a bit of a hole um but the coaches, I ain't gonna name names, but most most of the coaches who do this, they rely on supplementation and right. exogenous hormones to fix problems when you're getting these obstacles thrown up by the body, you know. So they might introduce clenbuterol, thyroid, you know, mm -hmm. exogenous, other exogenous hormones, which we don't really need to go into on this show with it being bikini. Um right. but it happens. And it's yeah. because they don't have the wherewithal or they don't have the fourth, the nutritional knowledge to kind of sidestep these obstacles or preventions better than cure. They just don't have the knowledge to do it. It's calories in, calories out. And when that doesn't work, then it's increased the, the hormone use or the fat burning use and increase the cardio and keep pulling the calories. I mean, mm -hmm. after one year, two years, you've taken someone who might be prepping on 
1,700, 2,000 calories, and then they're on a 700-calorie diet. The hormones are completely fried, and you've got a two-, two through three-year journey to recover that female's hormones just for general life, let alone getting on stage and competing again the following season. Right. I think you get so many, like, I've seen it in the past myself, where you get so many coaches that will work with, like, male bodybuilders, and they try to use the same ideals on female, you know, competitors that they use with their male counterparts and not realizing or not, I'm not, not even not realizing, just not being, you know, educated enough to know that the hormones are so completely different in a female's body that they're just trying to kind of mimic a diet plan over from a guy to a girl and then tweak it based on, you know, how the, the female's body responds. And that's when a lot of them gear more towards, you know, the, the, supplementation and things like that because they don't know how to handle the food source that's why it's so awesome to hear you like dive in and talk about this stuff because I think it's so underrated and I think so many people look to a coach to be the person that tells them well tell me what supplements to take and tell me how to work out and tell me you know tell me what drugs to take but they're not they don't really put the effort or the energy into learning about someone's body from a gut microbiome perspective. You know I mean? That's, it's just something that you don't hear a whole hell of a lot about, especially in, you know, like the bikini division and things like that. Cause I don't think that there's people that put that much effort and energy into it. I'm sure there are some, but not as many people as there should be. And it's, it's refreshing to hear you talk about it and to be concerned about more, more importantly than anything, her health. You know, because I think that was something that you, me, you and I spoke about before was making sure that her health is the number one thing, no matter what, and her happiness. Like the they go they go hand in hand, Luke. Yeah. I mean, if if the if an athlete's healthy, they're not going to be inflamed and like exactly. Be be a came with like water retention issues, hormones were out of whack, and she was inflamed. And mm-hmm. you know, food choices make a big difference. I mean, I I talk quite a lot about fats, and Bea has had a, a lot of fats and fat loads in her diet, but. It, specific fats because there's pro-inflammatory fats and uh, anti-inflammatory fats the same as there are with carbohydrate sources vegetables like they can everyone's so individual that one food response can be very pro-inflammatory to one person and and not it can be neutral to another so like even like beer's fat choices and the foods that we use on certain days for a reset it's got nothing to do with calories it's got nothing to do with i'm trying to mediate the levels of inflammation so she can move forward and push harder the next day and we can maybe incorporate some higher in cap some uh, high levels of carbohydrate or some more insulinogenic carbohydrates to create a favorable response to a a training perimeter you know or a, a high volume training session but that has to be set up you can't just okay we're gonna give you some extra food and (laughs) <laughs> that's going to do the job you've, you've got to make sure that they're on a, a platform where they can be set up for that day and the same with fat loss you know it's we will set up with a for fat loads there'll be days leading into a fat load and the days post fat load uh, to elicit increased uh, fat oxidation like everything has a purpose and everything needs to be set up so that's why it's imperative and to have the athlete actually stick to the plan and I think once you educate them and they know reasons why they're doing it, then they see the results. It's kind of like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. Like now I'm learning and I'm learning my body, but I'm seeing results. I think having a knowledgeable coach like you that, you know, knows a lot more about the science than I would, you know, I would venture to say than a lot of other coaches out there is that the athlete gets to learn that much more from you and is going to take that with them for the future, which is fantastic. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about, B, what's been your uh, what's been your most enjoyable experience from a like sightseeing and or like you know uh, what am I what am I trying to think of here like a traveler since you've been in the states hanging out with Joe and you know getting to enjoy it what's been your most your your favorite experience so far? Okay, I'm such a weirdo. So you are you are asking the wrong person <laughs> because I like. I like supermarket trips and all that stuff. <laughs> hey, you're a bodybuilder. That's that's common. Well, well, uh, yeah. Thank you. Like that, that that's great to know. Um, uh, so yeah, um, we haven't been like traveling and seeing. I mean, we have been traveling, but seeing uh, like right. stuff here just because we. I mean, we are living our lives, but at the same time, we know what we should be doing and what not. Because either way, we are prepping and we have shows to do. 
Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, we have been on the road and I, I really enjoy just stopping where, you know, we are both me and Joe are uh, such similar people, I would say. So we really like to go to supermarkets and go to like gas stations and look at everything that they have there. Go back on the road with a coffee, maybe a different flavored coffee uh, with our sweetener in there that we take everywhere with us. Um, and then we arrive home uh, or we arrive somewhere and we put some Netflix on and we enjoy um, our nights like that with our, our night routines, with our calming cacao. If, we, if wow. you follow us on Instagram, you know that the calming cacao is a staple every night and our fiber, fiber plus pancake as well. So we are, we, we are kind of create, um, creatures of routine, I right. would say. Uh, so I think that the best thing for me here um, has been the routine that we've been creating so far as a couple and as individuals as well, because I would do the same. Um, if Joe uh, had like a trip now, I would keep stick to the same routine, right. even though he wasn't here. But it's uh, it's our thing, like me waking up and he's there with a coffee. Uh, for me, we, we get ready to go to, to the gym at like 6 a.m., and we get our cardio done. Uh, then we have our check-ins. I measure my weight, all that stuff, because we always try to keep it pr professional in terms of um, in terms of prep. So I I put my bikini on. We do the the check-ins, and then when we get to the car, we finally get some emotion. I would say <laughs> uh, between us. Um, but until that time, besides the uh, the time w when I wake up um we keep it all professional so it's part of our routine and i really appreciate it and then we come home uh, sometimes i i cook his breakfast sometimes he cooks mine um especially when i was in california with him i always cook his breakfast wow. so uh, it was like part of our routine and normally we we go to a gym sometimes we go to different gyms which is awesome for me too because i really like to try different stuff, try different machines, different workouts as well, different sessions um, and meet different people because uh, there's always someone that we meet there and we get to know, um, which, which is awesome too. I like to, to know everyone there and especially Angelica because we, I trained with her uh, two days ago um, and just experiencing different stuff, you know, it's not like the, the views, um, maybe when we went to Palm Springs, like the views were really great there, <laughs> um, <laughs> the mountains and all that stuff, pretty, right. really pretty. Um, but it's not, uh, I think that the best thing here, like since I came was just creating the, the routine that I, I think that I would keep and I will keep, um, Awesome. for the rest of my life you know yeah. <laughs> super sentimental and I really but I really like it just arriving home and having our our chill time watching our our shows on Netflix and um our last meal together and just living starting to live as a couple because before I wasn't uh I I wouldn't say that I wasn't able um to do that but I it wasn't in my mind so when I came it was all new for me um, and it's incredible how we um, do everything so naturally together. Like our routine, it just came together. Living together, it just came it came together. It came naturally. Sorry. Right. Um, everything just comes so so naturally, and we never talk about about it. Like we never uh, think about it and schedule it. I would say. Um, so just learning how to face life in a different way because as I said before, before um, I, I was all, all about competing and all about being an athlete at 100% and there's nothing wrong with that and I totally respect people everyone who wants to to be that just an athlete and just to leave out of that but there's so much more to to see and to live you know out of competing and even more when you when you have such healthy um, preps, such as the one I'm, I'm having now, like it's totally sustainable, totally a lifestyle thing, not even a prep. So I get to leave everything. I get to enjoy everything and I get to focus on other stuff as well while I'm still focusing on competing. Right. I think that's one of the biggest key points for any anyone who's in the sport and a competitive athlete is 
if you just boil it down to the simplest possible factor, it doesn't matter who your coach is or what you what you're doing. It's like typically your your life as a competitor is pretty simple unless you like get into the tail end of prep and you've got to push a little bit. But right. to make it sustainable, boil it down. You're going to be in the gym for an hour to an hour and a half, training hard five to six days a week, and you're going to have to eat maybe four to six meals a day. Mm-hmm. it's very simple then the rest of the day is pretty much down to you to <laughs> do, do, do whatever you, you yeah. see fit you know whether it's you've got a full-time job or whether you're pursuing other ventures it's like yeah. i just see everyone stresses and i used to be the same like i'd stress about every single thing but if you've got your your meals are already ready to go or you know exactly what you're going to eat you can kind of switch off mentally and just okay i've got an hour in the gym and that's what I enjoy that's my time I, I zone out that's that's me for me and then I eat these foods and then you know actually that's bodybuilding done tick right that yeah but funny. it's quite boring right like yeah. uh, uh, especially during current there's seven huh? billion people in the world and Joe you found a woman that's exactly like you <laughs> <laughs> that's quite that's difficult. awesome <laughs> you know and the fact that you guys connect on that kind of a level is, is amazing because you know, it's it's not a it's not a common theme. I mean, you have two people from from what would seemingly be very different worlds, you know, and then but her are involved in the same aspects of life and bring you two together, and you have this, you know, just cohesive atmosphere together that just works, and that's fantastic because that's it's not common, man. So you guys should be very proud of very proud of that. I mean, that's as someone who's been married for fifteen years, I promise you. <laughs> so. But, uh, all right, so you haven't seen, so Joe, I mean, come on, there's got to be a plan in here somewhere where she's going to see some kind of sights before she goes home. I mean, is that, is there any, you got anything planned or is that? like Honestly, honestly, I mean, I I thought the Thanksgiving was kind of special. It was the first one and she got time with, that that meant more to me than anything because she got to meet um joanne and the my they'll say that they're my u.s family the people closest to me yeah absolutely that was a real big deal for me and obviously we stayed here for pretty much the full week um Mm -hmm. i've got the show this weekend and then we head out to tampa so she'll get to meet my friends in tampa we'll hit some different gyms i'm going to try and get a road trip down to miami to view the flat that we're moving into in um in february um but I mean, time's taken up, dude. Like the weeks have gone so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, then we'll go to Orlando on the 16th, and we've got four or five days there. The Olympia's done, and she goes, she goes back home again. So yep. yeah, but I'm already looking for tickets to come back in February. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. But no, I mean, now we've got our kind of job to do. So I know people are listening that don't want to hear all this nonsense that we've been talking about this last 10 minutes, all the soppy <laughs> stuff. But um you know, we, we, we've got a we've got a show this weekend, and people want probably wanting to know a little bit about the prep. This is uh, <clears throat> the peak. Um, Alicante's peak. I want to compare a little bit, like to them and the differences between them, and how you can have different peaks depending on where the body's yeah. at. So, Bia had a very different body that she's got now, which made the peak so much more difficult because we were trying to get the right combination. I put the plan in place. I knew what we were going to do. It was the only option I felt that was open to us to allow us to keep her waist small, but with her level of leanness not being where it needed to be at because we only had like four full weeks of diet time together. Um, so that meant the only option over to we decided, I decided to fill her out early in the week and then try and dry her out a little bit. But having two different halves of the body meant that we had to get a dry enough in our lower body without pulling from her fullness so that kind of from her upper body which was a real balancing act and it required me to like we need to be on her like every hour and a half for pictures like the last couple of days because her body changes pretty quickly and keeping on top of her metabolism she was just starting to crank to create that right look and we I think we kind of hit the mark where I wanted to hit it the day before mm-hmm. so but that was a very different strategy and it was hard with the the time difference. Whereas this one, this is kind of what I would call our marker, marker peak. So right. by, by, and by that, I mean, we aren't really changing anything here. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any crazy like manipulations. The water intake is just going to be reduced slightly. Sodium's not being played with at all. But her body's consistent. The leanness is pretty consistent throughout. 
she's holding her fullness consistently. So this one, I would expect her to come in pretty much, I'm hoping around 90, 90%, 95%. Awesome. And it will just give us a little wiggle room to make any refinements for, for the Olympia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got so much room left because this degree of leanness is the degree of leanness, which I think is going to be about right for bikini. Now, I'm a I'm from bodybuilding and we talk right. about on I like people to be shredded. Like mm-hmm. it's not right for bikini, but I mean, if she needed to be we could have pushed hard for a couple of weeks and she would have been pretty much peeled because she's in such a good place metabolically and not doing much cardio. Right. So, I mean, we've got that little time after based on the feedback from what we'll get from this show for the Olympia to make any small adjustments. She needs to tighten up a pound or two. It can be done really quickly and easily. So for just people wondering like the, the peak, I mean, nothing crazy is being done. The thing with beer is once you do anything a little bit extreme with her body, it, 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 gets very defensive so you've always got to be coaxing it so we've not run her flat we've not depleted her um she was a little flatter today than i wanted her to be so her post-workout carbs were a little bit higher you know we bumped them a little bit higher and then tomorrow is drying out most of the day and then she'll have a couple of good carb meals for the last two meals i expect a good meal at night and wake up in a solid breakfast and she should be good to go um Awesome. You know, I, the only reason I'm talking about this is just the, the vast difference in peak. So this is more of a backload where she's going to have cabs closer to the show the day, like the day before, the night before and the morning of versus the predominantly most of the cabs at the front end three, four days out and then using protein and fats just to try and hold her for longer. So depending on where you're at, in your degree of leanness and within a prep, that's going to dictate what type of peak is probably going to be best for you. And I I know if I was listening in, like this kind of stuff would interest me going back like a few years ago, because you always think, well, I've got to do this type of peak, you know, I've got to have a a big meal at night or I've got to like carb up for the last two days. And if you're a bikini and you need to push food hard the last couple of days, you're playing Russian roulette because that's going to make you distended. Yeah, that's what right. I was always doing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, for, for bikini, the, the, the key for every girl is you've got to make that, make that waist as tiny as possible. So you need to be very smart with the volumes of food, the setup that you've got, and the food choices, whereby which you, your calories per bite and your carbohydrate choices, the rate of digestion, need to be very, very calculated. And you need to have run some experiments know what works well with the athlete just to make sure that the digestion's on point the rate of digestion's on point and the food sources agree but also you don't need to be eating large voluminous meals to get full right very cool and it's i mean the show's in irving so where is it in relation to where you guys are at is it like right down the road it's like 30 minutes away we're close so yeah i mean yeah, completely. It's completely relaxed. Yep. Uh, you can probably get that from the feel of the way we're talking. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Yeah, we are just leaving in the morning around like 10. No, 10, uh, a little bit before 10, just because of my hair appointment. And then we stay there until the show. Like my hair, uh, the hair service um, ends around 11. So the show is at 12. <laughs> so okay. it's just like being there for an hour, getting ready. That, that last code of 10 probably and getting the last touch-ups and you know eating some rice cakes probably i don't know i don't even know but just <laughs> chilling there for <laughs> for an hour and we are ready to go Very cool. so it's been it, it's such a chilled one for sure like tomorrow we have the the pro meeting as well at five sure. so it's a chilled one it's just going and getting everything done there coming back and getting tanned again i'll have to do my tanning today as well after after coming home after cool. the the supermarket trip <laughs> the everyday supermarket trip mm, yeah yeah the do it yourself yeah cool. good deal so overnight coat today and overnight coat tomorrow uh, top coat um on show day before the show before the stepping on stage mm-hmm. uh, and yeah and everything is super chill but it's probably the the most chilled uh, peak weekend show that I will have ever <laughs> yeah i mean she thinks she's going to be eating rice cakes so if you look at her instagram stories she'll probably be like eating chicken feet and candy floss <laughs> oh my, i'm still looking forward to the to tomorrow's meals because it's going to be 
weird. <laughs> You're gonna be. No, we we, we have some. Anyone who doesn't realize it, we just have some fun with Bia's Insta stories and like some of oh, the yeah. food choices because her old coach has started to copy what she was eating, so we'll throw a few curveballs in. <laughs> That's some so stuff like, that we just have in the USA. Like the so let's see. Oh yeah, the chicken hearts are awesome though. <laughs> okay, good. Did you cover yeah. Professor Nuts? That that was actually Bia's request. Like she actually wanted to try. I was like, okay, we can write them in. You know. There you go. Uh, it's, really it's, awesome. it's not me forcing on my weird food habits yeah. she's as weird as i am no but even that those foods they have a good impact in my in my body yeah. so you know just sometimes just sticking to chicken and tilapia and you know like all those like it's not boring but um i would say like boring slash traditional bodybuilding choices they're just sometimes that well, you've got to look at the actual the, the food that's, I mean, those choices, organ meats are some of the most micronutrient dense things. And the longer you're doing a bodybuilding prep eating bland foods, you you end up being deprived of micronutrients. So, I mean, we pay attention to all of that. I mean, vitamin plus from AD, I don't plug supplements, but that's the equivalent of having like nine fruits and vegetables a day by taking that multivitamin and it's derived from whole food sources mm -hmm. so that's always in as a staple so if anyone's not paying attention to micronutrients pick that up it is the only one on the market that actually has that amount of uh, values from whole food sources um but i mean micronutrients play such a, a big role in things like thyroid production you know so we're looking yeah. at I, iodine selenium like i pay attention to all this i just don't talk about it so i make sure that Bia's micronutrients are always top, top throughout. So she'll get <clears throat> certain foods at certain times. And you don't need to be eating these things every single day, but she might have it in a three or four day rotation like today. She's had a, a good amount. She had a, a good few eggs. So there's a lot of choline and good stuff in the egg yolks and things. But she will be eating egg yolks every single day, potentially. It depends on the rest of the day. But it's always making sure that within the prep and or every couple of days or within a week that you're topping off any micronutrients and you're getting the variety in there so yeah. everything's pretty much in depth and it's thought out but once you get that system in place you don't have to think about it i just see a lot of people being very redundant just tracking macros and looking at like protein white fish white meats not including any red meats any organs right. any egg yolks and it's like it, it's not smart. As I say, it'll get results maybe for one or two preps, but if you're doing year-long preps and show after show after show, it shows in your body. It's going to show in your hormones and over a period, it'll show in deficiencies if you continue to do it. And what you've got to remember is for a normal person to have like an RDA, you're not a normal person. You're burning through fuel and micronutrients at an accelerated rate because you're doing lots of cardio you're doing lots of training so the requirements are not that of a general someone of the general public you need more of everything right you know and when you're in dieting you don't have the the calories there to by proxy get that adequate amount of micronutrients or whatever it may be you run the risk of more deficiencies because you're burning through fuel and your fuel's restricted in the off season you have an abundance of fuel and with that comes micronutrients so cool. just of trying to put out a few take-homes for people just to like oh i actually need to go and check out like what i'm doing with my diet can i include yeah, one or two sure. things you know to make it a little bit more sustainable and you know yep. long term i mean look at vegans haven't before vegans will start and maybe they'll feel great for six months or 12 months but then you'll see with professional athletes especially like a lot of the football players after six months 12 months they'll start breaking down with injuries and that's you know a, a lack of micronutrients and some of the essential things that you potentially get from animal foods for example i'm getting a lot of hate from vegans but you need to supplement to make up those deficiencies and after six 12 months if you're an athlete those start to play out and the injuries that come along with it are not a coincidence, you know, so. Damn, Joe just pissed off all the vegans in the world right now. Anyway. Yeah. I, we, I, we, we've got, got no more of, vegan followers for us. We've got a lot of vegan-friendly supplements at AD, so don't worry. There yes. we go. We I have, have this hilarious picture in my head of, of B backstage with a bowl of chicken hearts just eating them like, <laughs> ah, ah, and like just scaring the shit out of all the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> Intimidation. Maybe even more we, weirder stuff. 
I know, right? I think, I think the only thing that people are actually going to take home from this whole podcast is like, oh, maybe I can carve up on candy floss. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you never know. It could work, right? Well, <clears throat> I know we're all looking forward to it. And uh, I know you guys, you know, it's, 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 it sounds like it's been a long day. So uh, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. And uh, we'll, next week, we'll be catching up and uh, talking about the show and moving forward from yeah, there. Yeah, we have two shows to talk about and then the yep. Olympia. So it's going to be an interesting be crazy. one. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you both for coming on. And, you know, well, thank you both for coming on. But you know what I mean? Thank you for being here together and laying out, you know, the, the prep and everything. I think it's a, definitely something that people wanted to hear. And Joe's in-depth uh synopsis of what's going on is definitely uh highly sought after so oh uh, yeah and if anyone does we will be opening up a few coaching spots yeah. after the olympia as well with the pew 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 prep um so i mean that will essentially be working with via she's wrote a lot of training programs um i'll be handling the nutrition um but via will be there'll be packaged a lot of various packages but she'll be taking care of the training i'll be doing the nutrition and obviously via is one of the i believe one of the best poses wow. in the bikini class in the IFBB and she offers those posing now, but that's obviously will be a part of the package as well. So, when do yeah. you do your Q and A's Joe? Like you guys, I know you guys do a week are starting to do a weekly Q and A for the uh, Pew Pew Prep, the company. When uh, is it a set time that you do it so people can check you guys out? No, I mean, I just post like question and answers on my stories right now. Okay. Me and Bia, once we get moving, we'll get the Olympia out of the way. We'll launch it and then, Oh, we'll yeah. probably be doing a weekly mm -hmm. Q&A or something private, especially for the people who, who take on Sign with up, the coaching. But it is yeah. going to be quite, I don't want people to think, oh, now it's a week. It, it's going to be pretty restricted. I don't have time to give the care and attention to a bunch of people like I do. And I, everyone will be trekked like Bia's trek in regards to, I require pretty much daily check-ins, especially when it comes into a prep. Right. And to do that, it's not scalable to have like 30, 40, 50 athletes. So it's going to be, pretty selective but that's the way i like to work and uh yeah that'll be available for anyone who uh who's willing to work who's who's willing to take a lot of pictures <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of check-ins <laughs> that's awesome We're definitely looking forward to it guys so uh until next week we appreciate you yep, yep. Yeah. Get some thank sleep. you <laughs> um, thanks guys yeah.